Hey there, friends. Uh, something a little different for you this week. Instead of flapping our gums, David went out to the Just Practicing for a Just Contract picket with the Teamsters out in Latham, New York. So he's going to talk to a couple of folks who showed up there and get some interesting insights about what's going on in labor in the local area and uh, with the Teamsters generally. So I hope you enjoy. I just parked my car in a dead Denny's parking lot. R.I.P. Denny's. And uh, I'm uh, walking over to the intersection of Wade and Route 7. Which, uh, for any of you that maybe lost a package uh, in the Albany area, you know, is the regional warehouse for UPS. And this intersection is going to be the site of a practice picket uh, for the Teamsters if they end up having to go on strike. It's about a quarter to 10 a.m., And I'm looking for a big mass of workers. This is actually not the first uh, strike or uh, labor action I've been to uh, on this, this road. Which is funny. Since it's a big arterial road, it's like, you know... Two lanes going each direction, 40 mile, 45 miles an hour, dedicated left and right turn lanes. You know, you can hear all the traffic. It's not a pleasant road to walk on. Uh, I think I see some people by the Chipotle, you know. But, uh, but the thing is that, like, these kinds of roads are where most people work now, right? They're in the service sector. They're in these warehouses that you're not supposed to see. And so that's where labor actions start happening. Uh, You know, something to think about when it comes to tactics. You know, how do you get noticed when someone drives by you at 45 miles an hour? Answer is, of course, to be as loud and as obnoxious as possible. Uh... So hopefully that's what we uh, what we do today. You can see some high vis shirts in the parking lot across the street. So I'm just waiting for the for the uh, light to turn. Hopefully we get lots of lots of different people out in solidarity. That'd be really cool. I'm expecting my friends from the Troy Area Labor Council. Uh, Sean and Ashley will be here. They're friends of the pod. They've been on a couple times. Uh, we just had Ashley on to talk about the Burdett Birthing Center, so uh, probably talk to her while we're out here. Uh, Sean's making sure everyone from the Labor Council comes out. Should be fun. I'm going to try across the street here. All right. Hopefully uh, I'll have something to talk to soon. Right. Ah, not really at all. <laughs> okay, so we were waiting in a Chipotle parking lot, but apparently we were in the wrong parking lot. We had to go on the other side. So I'm, uh, we're walking over with Ibrahim uh, uh, and, uh, and Greg, two uh, towering figures in the labor community, because they are above five foot four. Uh, 
I just run into Willie, who will probably be the only other guy with a microphone. You have a microphone today, Willie? Yeah. I'm interviewing for the podcast. Uh, so uh, now the tables have turned. I'm interviewing you now. All right. Uh, what brings you out here today? Oh, I, I want to uh, support the UPS people in their uh, struggle to get a contract. Well, what do you think uh, is sort of like the biggest thing that they have to deal with right now in this contract? Uh, management, not, uh, you know, not acting right, uh, not uh, walking off. Or... What, why do you think it's important for people who aren't UPS workers to come out and support them? Uh, well, I think talking about unions, if the unions, other unions at certain time might need help, and uh, if we help other unions, then you know, we'll look for them to come out and help us. Good old-fashioned solidarity. So, uh, uh, Greg, uh, what, what brings you out here today? Um, yeah, good old-fashioned solidarity. So in other labor news, you know, we had Ashley on talking about uh, Burdett Birthing Center, and, and Greg here put out in his newsletter, which we sponsored this month, uh, that, uh, you know, Burdett's are functionally uh, killing women and babies, and uh, that seems like a pretty... Uh, straightforward argument to make, like it kind of makes itself. Uh, Greg, what are you hearing from people when you say that? Uh, it's just a, it's more like a, a tense, like I'd rather you not say that kind of deal. Um, and uh, to come out like against it outright, I think it, it's just absurd. But there is like a sort of politeness around how you're supposed to couch these arguments. Where like you're not supposed to say, oh, you know, this decision will kill women and babies. You have to say, like, what it's going to do to all of the variables that would kill women and babies. And that's acceptable. And it's, like, impolite, you know, to, to say the quiet part out loud. But, you know, like I said in the newsletter, I, th I think it's more impolite to functionally kill women and babies. So, Just, just one man's opinion. Just one man's opinion. Greg, near a man on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like instead you have to say, like, the... Uh... Uh, give them the, the statistics that you're this much more likely to kill this kind of person. Yeah. Maybe, the, and that's that's more polite because it sounds like a thing a Democrat would say. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just not... I'm sure people do have opinions about wait times or, like, um, staff turnover or ambulance, like, uh, services being overstretched. I'm sure people do have, like, general feelings about it, but it's not something that they think about you know, in concrete terms, the same way that, like, you can concretely say, like, I would rather women and babies survive in my community. Yeah, yeah. So we've uh, we've crossed the street from the Chipotle back over Route 7, and now uh, well, we're in a well, much... Many are calling the Rubicon. <laughs> <laughs> the Chipotle line. <laughs> and now there's got, there's got to be, like, 50, 60 people out here. I'm terrible at uh, estimating the size of crowds. There's a big uh, Teamsters banner on a, on a Chevy. And, uh, oh, I see a dog. All right, so it's a party. All right, uh, the IWW sign or f uh, flag is flying. And uh, see PSL out here. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's on. We're going to be moving out to the street. There's going to be four corners, so we want to split the groups into four corners. We don't want anybody crossing the street or anything like that. There's signs over there, there's signs in here. Anybody that doesn't have a sign before you come over, come and see me right here and I'll give you something. All right? So 
make a little noise so I get a video for these guys because they, they're, they're picture crazy. So. <laughs> So uh, uh, I'm here with a, a real, actual uh, UPS worker. Uh, uh, what's your name? Uh, Katura Klute. Okay. And Katura, what uh, um, what brings you out today? Yeah, just practice picketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got these signs that, that I, I really love. This just practicing for a just contract. That's a that's a great sign. Uh, what what's some things that uh, you personally kind of uh, uh, focus on that uh, you hope to get out of a new contract? Um, a just pay. Yes. Honestly, for both full time, part time. Especially the part-time workers. I, 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 this is interesting. So we just, um, my, co my union just uh, uh, got a tentative contract, and it's the same thing. Part-time, full-time workers, uh, like getting a contract for both of them is really, really crucial. What do you think is like the, should, sh should we be working on getting like less part-time work or just getting part-time work to be like dignified and, and uh, a living wage? Exactly. Yeah. The, the part-time needs to be dignified and... You know, part time is a big part of UPS, so they they definitely deserve higher wages, and that's what they're fighting for. Do you think there's a, an issue with uh, uh, with more part time work in general, or do you think that's good to just like add more flexibility? I think you need a lot of flexibility, yeah. uh, definitely. But part, whether you be part time or full time, you yeah. both work just as hard yeah. as the other one. All right, we just got to our uh, our corner. It's gonna get loud, so I'm gonna sign yes, off here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm here with Jarvis and Vinny. Vinny, and uh, uh, so uh, we're we're out here on a, a beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, uh, on Route Seven. Uh, what brings you out? We're striking for a better contract. Practice, practice strike practice. for a better contract. All right. It's all just practice, like the signs say. And what uh, uh, what what's the most uh, important issue for you? Well, I mean. We all work really hard, and uh, clearly we're essential workers. We worked all through the pandemic with no real compensation for our troubles. We had members lose their lives. We had all sorts of people getting sick. All sorts of things happen, and UPS wants to give us the short end of the stick and not pay out, and they want to offer us chump change, and we're not having it. Vinny, what about you? It's just more for, you know, uh, respecting the people that have been there a long time and, uh, you know, just taking care of taking care of your workers and not just uh we're not just numbers well, one thing that I, I i'm noticing is like even in my union at a university right there's like this divide between part-time and full-time workers and trying to separate those union tries to put those back together or something what, what's your feeling about part-time versus full-time work honestly uh in our hub we keep it pretty civil with between full-time part-time the only thing we really ask is you know to consider the fact that the full-timers have been here for a long time and they've been working at it a long time, but we're, we don't like to keep that divide in our building. Yeah, no, I mean, 
I'm full time, he's part time. We're standing here together holding the same sign, you know? He's five years, so I've been here longer even though he's full time. I chose to stay part time, he chose to go full time. So it's just, you know, the, the time in the building, just, you know, taking care of the people that have put the time in and uh, whatever, because I know part timers that have been here 25 years and they don't choose to go full time, but they should be getting the same respect as any full timer or any part timer. Thank you, John. Uh, hey, so I'm here with uh, Greg Giorgio, and uh, uh, he's got a, a, a striking sign on SAG AFRA member on strike. Uh, can I ask what you uh, what you do around here that gets you in that union? Uh, I occasionally work in films, uh, background actor mostly, and uh, I had a, a career in radio and television for a number of years. But after I uh, left full time employment, I became a SAG AFRA member about five years ago. And what uh, uh what's the what's the strike like up here? Uh, very limited because uh, the concentration of membership is low, but uh, I'm a longtime IWW member, and uh, you know our, our credo is an injury to one is an injury to all, and uh, the extension of uh, solidarity work I think is boundless. So you know when you're a member of a union, even if you haven't got anybody else to to pick it with you or do things with you right at the moment, uh, it's important to get the issue out there and let people know who you are and what what your issues are. It's a um, it, it's something that comes up again and again about uh, about streaming and how uh, a lot of private capital is like forcing the studios to change the way that they that they do business. How's that impacted you? Well, uh, it's impacted me in the sense that, uh, particularly as a background performer, the lowest paid uh, uh, rung of the ladder in the SAG after contracts. Uh, the studios are treating us like shadow. Uh, they, they want us to be able to surrender our images for AI capture indefinitely. And so they'd be able to use my or any other background performer's image, or even some lead performer's images for that matter, indefinitely in, uh, you know, these uh, what I would call uh, witches brew concocted uh, film projects that they would create in the future, which would be total abomination to the art of filmmaking. Yeah, I, I saw recently, actually on a, on TikTok, a supporting actress was like showing her residuals for Orange Is the New Black, and you know it's like three pages worth of stuff, and then the the end result is like twenty seven dollars, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of issues like that, and the streaming services, and like you said. The, the private capital aspect of the, the new studio model is really uh, a big factor in how the negotiations have been impacted and how they've, the producers and, uh, and their backers have taken a hard line. And so, uh, and the, so, the, so you're obviously in solidarity with not only everyone here, but WGA, uh, the, the writers' strike. Absolutely. <laughs> Our members have been walking picket lines in New York and uh, Los Angeles and a couple of other locations for two months now in solidarity with the Writers Guild. And, you know, the good thing is, uh, the, the silver lining is we have essentially shut down the mainstream part of the industry. And so they're going to have to come around sooner or later to start talking uh, in reality. Well, thank you so much for uh, for talking to me. Good luck on that strike. Thanks very much. It's fuzzy. Yeah. So uh, it keeps the wind down. Yeah. So I'm with a uh, uh, returning champion of Ironweeds, uh, Ashley Saup. Uh, <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, how, how are you enjoying this uh, beautiful Sunday morning? 
Honestly, the humidity broke somewhat, so it's kind of nice. We've got plenty of folks out. Uh, all four corners are covered in this awful hellscape that is uh, Troy Schenectady Road. Um, and I have the beautiful view of looking at a Chipotle. So all, all is well in the uh, at late stage capitalism hell that we're in here. Yeah, if you go on the exact opposite side of the street, you get the sonic um, yeah. smell. Uh, really intensely it's and that's eating smells yeah yeah there's a lot of smells yeah. Yeah. and what's interesting is I was thinking when I was walking over here is that this isn't the first time I've had like a labor action on this shitty road right because Starbucks also we're at Starbucks like not even what a year ago yeah yeah, it, yeah. it's the last time I saw Paul Tonko actually I, I keep I keep meeting Paul Tonko like this we, we have to uh, it's a, a quite a sordid uh, affair we have. Yeah. I only have one request of our labor brothers and sisters is that we stop using the term hot labor summer and we move on to something new because that's like totally last summer. Uh, maybe like steamy labor summer is actually what it, what it feels like. steaming pile labor summer. <laughs> All right. So... I thought I would come here and interview mostly Teamsters, but everyone's out here today. This is the place to be on a Sunday morning. I'm here with Lige English of uh, uh, 1199 SEIU. How are you doing? I'm doing real well today, thanks. How are you? Good, yeah. So we're both out here supporting uh, the Teamsters. Uh, wh uh, wh what do you think of uh, what they're facing today? I think it's atrocious. I was talking to some of the members just a little bit ago and the kind of uh, dishonest negotiations that the employer is trying to pull on them right now is just atrocious. The way we've seen corporate greed really just double down in the last couple of years since the pandemic. Now we're dealing with inflation at the same time as record profits. And they're out here trying to propose that the workers accept a 25 cent raise. It's atrocious. Yeah, I, th these like little like li you know like little nickel and diming on on raises really just shows like you know, you know th th there's no good faith in the bargaining. No, absolutely not. And we're seeing that in contract negotiations uh, really just across the board right now. People are trying, and you know, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, there's a group of workers that were about to vote into the union real soon. Uh, it's a standard, we wanted just a, a standard assisted living voting group, and the employer wanted to say that the activity aids didn't have any place in that voting group. So just the level of dishonesty is even starting before their members, right? I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a theme in everyone I talk to from a lot of different unions is like the trying to break up of uh, workers into part-time, full-time, contingent, uh, uh, contract work, stuff like that. And like it, that, that's become like a huge issue that unions are starting to push back on is trying to re-knit together. All, all these different kinds of like statuses of worker into like again like we're all just workers coming together we want to raise uh, everything from the bottom yeah I definitely agree with that you know it's uh, it's just union busting and they're trying to start that uh, again just like with uh, with what I said last right there it, it starts before uh, they're even union members they're already trying to water down the voting groups and they're trying to figure out ways to reduce the strength of workers even after they've got their unions so uh, characteristically Lige brought his uh, small army with him uh, do you guys want to say anything small army of minions <laughs> yes. uh, stepping back here for a minute dude uh, gather my thoughts for a second. So a couple things. Uh, I've never seen this many people come out in solidarity for uh, 
a union labor action. Maybe the nurses at Albany Medical Center, but other than that, like we have uh, we have the steel workers coming out. That's never see that. Uh, uh, IWW uh, and uh, the amalgamated transit workers. I saw them, and you know it's it's just um, it's good vibes. Like there's a, a lot of people. It's high energy. Um, and everyone knows, you know, like what the, what the stakes are here. It's, uh, it's really good. You know, and you got like, you know, families are out here with their, with their kids and just a couple of dogs, you know, it's always good when some dogs show up. So it's, um, uh, it's good. It's, a uh, it's good. Uh, so I'm here with, I'm Charlie. Charlie and uh, uh, we, we were just uh, saying like, it's, it's always a little nerve wracking at the beginning. You don't know if people are coming out, but you're happy with the turnout very happy with this turnout it was pretty much what i expected it to be right now uh uh who are uh, who are some people that you're hoping to turn out that did i well I think everybody pretty much turned out that could so it's looking pretty good what are some uh, some issues uh at uh, at your uh facility that uh particularly you're concerned about Right now, we're, we're very concerned with the harassment that we received, so we're, we want that language cleaned up so we're not being harassed so much. And also, we're looking for the part-timers to be put at a pay level that they can survive at. They're, they're just they're being left behind constantly. We used to be in Forbes magazine constantly for best places to work, and we're no longer there for a reason. It's not that good of a place to work at. And a lot of people will just stick around for the benefits alone, which we need to stick up for that and keep that. But we also need to get these part-timers where they can at least have a little bit, maybe not work three jobs, maybe work a regular two jobs. But as a part-timer for 14 years myself, I was always working two, three jobs, and I'd have to always pick up a third job somewhere. But the benefits were what kept me around and i'm i'm thankful for the teamsters got me that but we need to make sure ups continues that and gives them to where they can survive a little bit more and we can keep a quality people to give quality service that we do stand to deliver for everybody uh do you feel comfortable saying anything about what what kind of harassment uh you've been getting from management it, it's just basic they're nitpicking everything and they just harass us on um, I don't want to go too deep into it, but they they just they just basically nitpick everything and try to harass us on things, um, and the way they write us off, they get to a disciplinary uh, firing us quicker for no reasons that they shouldn't be able to. So hopefully that's a lot of stuff that's getting cleaned up in here in this contract. Are you uh, you optimistic that uh, uh, you're gonna get a, a contract before strike? I hope so. Yeah. Uh, Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. All right. I'm here with the uh, the vice president of uh, of uh, my Troy area labor council, Caleb Winters, and uh, it's an embarrassing fact that I do not remember which union you you're a delegate to. Could you tell us? Yes, I'm with PEF Division 169, uh, PEF NCON. Yeah, that, that, there it is. So, uh, um, uh, what do you think of the the turnout today? Great turnout, great to see the, the turnout at the practice picket here. Uh, hopefully we can get a fair contract for them at a UPS. Um, after UPS made a, uh, a record profit of $13.1 billion last year. And what, uh, uh, what do you think are some of the, the main issues that UPS workers have to uh, get, uh, uh, get out of this contract? 
uh, intimidation has to end. Uh, the two-tier pay system has to end. Uh, they got to stop the turnover of the younger workers after they're being treated terribly uh, and under a lot of scrutiny from management. And uh, what uh, for for the region? What do you think this? Uh, if they were to go on strike, what do you think that would mean for the for the capital region? I think it would be a huge boon to the labor movement, um, and I'm not sure if UPS is uh, calculating that. <laughs> I think you're going to see a lot more, um, a lot of other industries looking into unionizing, and possibly Amazon workers, possibly DHL, and other delivery services. Yeah, I mean, one thing I'm, I'm noticing here is, one, like, they, they, they did a great job getting people out here, and they have great energy. It, it's definitely going to um, uh, inspire some people, especially if they, uh, if they get what they want out of, out of the strike. That's going to really, you know, do some propaganda by the deed. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to, you know, unify the labor movement even more than it is now. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, I'm here with, uh, with my president. <laughs> and a uh, uh, friend of the show, Sean Collins, uh, president of uh, Troy Area Labor Council. Uh, uh, what do you think of the turnout today? It is awesome. Uh, yeah, it's a great turnout. Uh, tons of Teamsters, UPS Teamsters out here. Good showing from labor. Congressman Paul, you know, he made an appearance. You know, Harvard alum, you know, assembly member Phil Steck was here. It was a great turnout. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't think I've ever seen maybe the uh oh the uh, the albany um uh, uh albany medical center uh nurses maybe touch this but i've never seen such a more like a um uh popular uh union action yeah i mean i think it's i think it's a sort of like you know to use the sort of the new the new come here uh, sorry, inter uh, Ben's upset, folks. Uh, uh, to 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 borrow, you know, the phrase of the moment or whatever is like, you know, an essential group of folks like take action. You know, I mean, like, um, and so since they touch in some way everyone's lives by like delivering, you know, packages, goods, and stuff like that to everyone, I think it's it, they they are connected. You know, and so I think people in build relationships with these folks, um, and and uh, I think that's why folks are out here. Definitely an exercise in being normal as being uh, a great way uh, to build uh, uh, power. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it just, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it doesn't get much more normal and straightforward than this. Like, these folks deliver, you know, our treats, our Amazon Prime ship, shipments, our, all this stuff to us. They're nice. They are clearly overworked. That's not right. They're in trucks that look like fucking driving microwaves, basically. And then come to find out they are basically heated like a microwave. And I think any reasonable person could be like, that's, a, oh wait, this company is generated billions in dollars in profit. Their CEO makes like 140 million or whatever the hell. Like, yeah, that's not, that's not normal. That's not right. It, it, the the idea that like you they want air conditioning in their trucks. I feel like when people find out that those trucks don't have air conditioning, that's like an immediate like holy shit moment. Well, it's like it's just like where did you get the trucks that aren't built with ACs? Because you have to like, go find one. My car has an AC in it, and every all the cars that are driving by right now have an AC in it. Like so, you have to like deliberately be like not, we're not going to prioritize AC. And we're gonna have you be in this car for an eight-hour day. Yeah, we you know we had uh, um, 
rep- representatives from Teamsters come to our last uh, meeting, and they're talking about how like your your uh, supervisor like follows you in, the, in their BMW just to see if like you spent an extra five seconds at a at a at a drop point or something. Yeah, yeah and it has AC in their BMW. It's no, it's uh, no, it's it. No, it's, I mean, it is, I mean, you've, you've heard over the years, you know, obviously, you know, in press and stuff like that about, like, how the Teamsters operates, or how UPS operates, how it treats the Teamsters and the, the degree of harassment and bullying and, and just, like, yeah, the lack of concern about, like, basic health and safety stuff. But, yeah, hearing it, it's, you know, from the horse's mouth is, uh, well, then I'll see it. What's your, what do you have to say, Ben? At this point on the mic, Ben is, is trying to put it in his mouth, <laughs> folks. The baby has something to say. <laughs> and it's in. <laughs> He's strong. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you, Sean. All right, so back in the car in the abandoned Denny's parking lot. Tied wrap up here with uh well you know this whole episode is a wildflower i think this was this was a great turnout so you know just uh some some final thoughts do so my jerry springer impression is uh you know one you know you don't miss it till it's gone i kind of want to go to denny's that's too bad you know get a moon over my hammies some good stuff you know, we don't we don't really appreciate the fact that Denny's brought standard diner fare to so many Americans who probably just never had it before. Really, really important work. <laughs> but yeah, the um, you know the this uh, I, the the theme that kept coming up. There were two two themes. Everyone I talked to, one is the the recognition that the way that companies or the state, in my case, right, you know, employers. Uh, uh, divide the workers in part-time versus full-time or contingent or, you know, contract work, all this stuff. Uh, we have to f- target that and fight it specifically. No two tiers, no uh, 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 dividing up of, like, you know, pitting part-timers against full-timers or something like that. We just got to uh, make sure that everyone has a decent living wage is something that, like, kept coming up over and over again. Uh, with the UPS workers, with the Teamsters, and with, like, everyone else that I talk to from all their other unions, like, that's like, just, like, something that keeps coming up. And the second thing is that, like, you know, got, got into this a little bit with, uh, with Sean and Caleb, you know, is that the, the fact that UPS, like, you know, they, they bring your treats directly to your door, right? You know, like, these are the things, these are people that uh, uh, serve a very obvious, uh, uh, role in, in your, in your life. It's not intimate, but it's necessary. Like when those people, uh, need something from you, you know, you turn out is I, I have never seen maybe, I've, I, no, I've never seen like that many honks, you know, we talk about the honk index. I think let's call it that the honk index of, you know, how many people, honk their horns when you're on the side of the road. Never seen a higher honk index than, uh, th- than this labor action. So um, that's, that, that's, that's really promising. And, and, you know, like Caleb said, I don't think, I agree with him that I don't, I don't think the, the employers 
uh, in this case, UPS, but, you know, they, they, they all go to the same parties and shit. So, you know, all of them, you know, have, have really underestimated what could happen if a very popular labor action wins, or even if, you know, like they, they, uh, you know, they put out a really good fight and get like obviously rat fucked. I don't know. I, th- I think like, you know, in, in the most labor, organized labor dense part of the country, which is here, Albany, New York, you know, um, I think, you know, s- some sort of, uh, you know, like really strong at the outset, well organized group of people could really, uh, you know, have knockoff effects where labor becomes, uh, you know, a real hot button front and center issue that, uh, could lead to, to more workplace organizing. So that's, that's exciting. So, um, I hope, uh, I hope you guys liked this, uh, experimental version of, of iron weeds. Um, uh, talked to a lot of, a lot of good people, some people we've already met before, some new, uh, and, uh, you know, have a, have a lovely week. Uh, bye-bye.